Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid, inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his path to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher. And I am Father, still God willing, Stephen Carraher. Yes, yes. Well, Stephen, you've uh, you've been a little bit busy since, uh, um, I say a little bit busy, you've been busy since our last, uh, we last talked, because you had, I a, have, yeah. you had an it's extended been about... weekend. I know the weekend didn't turn out to be the weekend that you wanted to do, but we're not going to go down that path. We're not going to go I'll, down that rabbit I'll, hole. There is to... a, certain, a certain baseball team didn't win didn't to, make it to round uh, precipitate my coming back to Chicago. So, <laughs> yeah, no, so I, I had a, we had a long weekend uh, at the seminary, so we were free to to, um, to spend the weekend uh, not at the seminary. So uh, I decided to join a couple of seminarians, some of my buddies here, and we went, uh, we had a trip down to Steubenville, Ohio. Yeah, which is um, what, about a four-hour trip for you, right? Yeah, so about like a four, four and a half hour yeah. trip. So, And what's uh, in one Steubenville, of, Ohio? Yeah, well, first it's the campus of Franciscan University, which is a yeah. really top premier Catholic university. And I just, yeah. just kind of wanted to walk around the campus and, and pray there. Um, and actually, one of the seminarians we went down with was actually from Steubenville, and his birthday mm-hmm. was coming up, so his family wanted to see him. So we spent some time with his family, and we have another seminarian who's actually down in Steubenville. He's on a pastoral year right now, so uh-huh. we decided that we'd go visit him too. So it was uh, it was kind of a perfect storm with uh, with everybody down there, everybody wanting to go down there. So yeah, yeah it was a blessing to to head on down to Steubenville. Yeah, and then when you were there, you spent some time. It sounded like there was some uh, shared hospitality. Uh, you know, it's not like you you went and booked hotel. Oh yeah, no, it certainly own. wasn't like I was. Mm-hmm, yeah, it certainly wasn't like uh, we were fending for ourselves there. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever you're hanging out with seminarians there, especially if you're going down to their you know hometowns, usually they'll uh, there's a lot of people who be who who are able to give you some pretty solid and good hospitality. I, I we definitely ate very well. <laughs> the seminarian who we went down, uh, who we went down with, who's from Steubenville, um, his family is a whole lot of cooks in that family. So we, uh-huh. we definitely ate very well, and you know, he's from a large family as well. So all of his siblings came over, and they have a lot of small children. So it was it was a really fun time, and um, yeah, definitely a, a, an interesting family environment. It's kind of interesting because. Going down to Steubenville and being around that family, it's it's yeah. it's it was almost like you know we were at home in a certain sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. we were we were definitely welcomed in in a very true sense into uh, you know our our seminarian brothers family. So it was, yeah. it was it was a real blessing. And and it's interesting because when you would talk to us about that trip, uh, I think it was last week when you talked to us about it, and and it, it brought back you were talking to mom and me, and it brought back to me to mind mom and I. We actually had a concern. When you first is expressed, uh, you know, the desire in the priesthood, and that was a concern that the priesthood would be a lonely mm. lifestyle, because we know how priests, we know that they're busy all the time during the week, but we know that in this day and age, you have one priest per rectory, and mm-hmm. we were that was a concern of ours actually that it it would be a lonely lifestyle and it's kind of and the reason why that came to mind after that phone call it's like you're living just the opposite of a lonely life i mean i oh yeah i know you have your solitude and all of that kind of stuff but i mean uh, uh um it 
you are not al- you're not alone in this. It's not a mm-hmm. one priest against the world sort of thing. And I think that's been really for uh, that concern of ma- mom and uh, mine uh, has definitely been addressed. Just seeing, and you're still in the seminary, but just yeah. seeing uh, seeing you in the seminary, and, and also. And we can get more into this in a little, little bit later. Uh, just you've kind of let us see a little bit further into the priesthood and mm, seeing mm-hmm. that uh, that it's not um, it's not an isolated lifestyle. It is a it's it's a brotherhood or a fatherhood. I guess. Yeah. No. And yeah, but, in a certain sense, it is a fatherhood. But it, in a real sense, it really is a brotherhood. And I yeah. I kind of shared your concern as well when I was starting out thinking oh, about you seminary. Did. So that, you know, that was a, there was something you thought about when you. Uh, it was something that discerning? I thought about, and it's certainly yeah. something that a lot of young men think about as well. You know, especially thinking about between the two options of of marriage and the priesthood, and. Yeah. You know, you look at marriage, and especially because all priests come from families, so they know, yeah. um, you know, how the dynamics of family life look, and uh, you know, they 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 understand just you know how much time they spend together. Um, so it's it's kind of a little daunting looking at the life of a priest, and, mm-hmm. and very often, you know, young guys like myself look at it and think, well, how on earth can I, yeah. you know, have the relationships that will satisfy me if I yeah. follow this path to the priesthood? You know, will I be lonely? Is this a is this a life that will bring me joy or is this a life that's just going to kind of leave me like empty and alone and you got and, and, <laughs> and I'm going to jump real quick and I know you still got your thought but because yeah. your type of person that's going to be a priest is if you want to be a parish priest, you are definitely a people person. You know what I mean? Or, or, One would hope so. One would hope so. <laughs> but you know what I mean? One would hope so. Yeah, no, exactly. There's a certain uh, interaction. You're, you're, interaction with people is a key part. Oh yeah, it's definitely a key. It's it's a it's, it's a very key part, especially for the diocesan priesthood, because you know if, right. it, it's hard for me to think of a good situation where a priest would. You know, nobody really wants to have a parish priest who doesn't like being around people, even if like you could be introverted, extroverted. But oh, true, you know, if true. you just don't like people, you, it's kind of tough to true to go right. pursue the priesthood. Right now, of course, there are, there are monasteries and that sort of thing, but that's not a diocesan priest, and that's that's what I meant. Is your diocesan priest? Is somebody who's going to be a little more geared toward? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely geared towards. Uh, yeah, service for for God's people, which is beautiful. But yeah, no. So uh, yeah, thinking about it um, before I was entering in seminary, that was definitely a major concern of mine. And I think a, a big part of kind of easing that concern was the very first time that I visited a seminary. So I visited a seminary. Yeah. I, I visited Mundelein Seminary. Yeah. It was my, I wanted to say it was my senior year of college. Okay. There was a group of us. We went down to Mundelein from college for, we had, I think we were on spring break in the, okay. yeah, in about like March. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just kind of remember kind of going in and wondering like what a seminary would look like. You know, I yeah. just kind of imagine like it kind of be like the scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail where it's just a bunch of guys in robes, like walking up and down, kind of like slapping themselves with boards or something. But, but really it's it, it, a seminary environment is, it, it's a very vivifying, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's an invigorating environment. There's a lot of life in a seminary. Yeah. Um, let's, I remember, let's peel, let's peel that back a little bit. Let's, what are some of the aspects of that? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll tell you one of the aspects was one of the aspects that I'd noticed on my trip to Mundelein was, so we came down, it was, now I remember exactly when it was, it was at at St. Patrick's Day. Ah. And they had, uh, apparently the whole seminary had a little like, 
a party for St. Patrick's Day. So everybody came on in from the seminary, like the whole, like one of the common rooms were just packed to the gills with all these guys. And there was a bunch of food, a bunch of drinks, just a whole bunch of like Irish music playing in the back room. All these guys are mingling and some guys are often playing cards and some are playing board games and some are just chatting with professors. And it really, you kind of look at it and I was looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and it looked like, like, wow, these guys really, you know, this is a, this is definitely a life that, um, can be filled with a lot of true authentic fraternity. That's actually kind of what I thought. It's like, man, this feels like what a fraternity in college is supposed to be mm-hmm. like, just a bunch of guys who are striving mm-hmm. uh, together for, you know, to, to, to grow in virtue, to grow in, in holiness. And mm-hmm. um, I was, I found it very attractive. And I, I, that was something that kind of surprised me when I was, when I came to Mundelein that, that very first time. And uh, and it kind of sparked within me a desire to keep moving forward with the priesthood, seeing just how, uh, just how vivifying that environment was. And going into seminary, going to Mundelein, studying there for a couple of years, I found that to be absolutely the case, you know, especially entering in as a pre-theologian and you have a bunch of guys who are coming from all these different crazy parts of life. Like some like me were coming right out of college. Some were coming in who had been in the workforce for 10 yeah, years. Yeah. You know, you had your guy who worked in finance, the teacher, yeah. the guy who is a, you know, a doctorate of computer science who came over from Vietnam. Like they're mm. just like guys from all over the place. And when you put all those guys in one place and you have a common goal, you know, striving yeah. for holiness, striving yeah. to do what the Lord has uh, in store for us. It's, it's really a beautiful recipe for some excellent fraternity and brotherhood. Cause you know, at the, it, under the surface, you know, you, you might look at seminarians and think that they're, you know, just kind of like this otherworldly being that just kind of like descends from the sky. But in, in, in truth, we're, we're real people, you know, we come from families, we come from in situations and environments and, you know, we're normal guys. So we love, and we love talking about Christ. We love studying about him. We love studying him, you know, philosophy and theology, but we don't mind going to down to the common room and turning on the the football game and watching it and and yeah. and you know talking about sports or just kind of hanging out and yeah. uh, you know playing sports is a big a big thing too in seminary as well. There's yeah. a lot of uh, basketball and and yeah. I remember uh, you telling me about and, that basketball tournament was a big thing. Yeah, there's the, a huge every every year. Mundelein has a huge basketball tournament where I, I, there must have been like sixteen different seminaries from across the U.S. They'll send there. Um, and it, it really kind of struck me the first time that I saw it. Cause I figured like, Oh, just a bunch of seminarians. They're probably yeah. going to play really nice, but I'll tell you what, I mean, you can, we could be, we're still seminarians, but there's still a competitive edge to us. You can't really take that out of, out of a guy. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing that the Lord has put into us, but yeah. you know, it could get, it could get pretty heated, get pretty intense. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like I didn't expect these, I didn't expect this to come out of seminarians. So, but yeah, no, it's, it, it, you know, at the, at, at our core, you know, you know the Lord still made us men, and yeah. and just like men, we we desire that fraternity, we desire that brotherhood, yeah. you know. Um, so, and and that's something that doesn't go uh, un, you know, unfulfilled, and especially a seminary in an environment. Yeah, and I would imagine it's liberating too that you can live both as a man, we'll say, and mm-hmm. as um, as a seminarian. You know, if you want to talk about 
about Christ, if you want to share some things along those lines, maybe some struggles that you're having along mm-hmm. those lines, and those sorts of things, you can drop that in the same sentence, uh, uh, same conversation as, "Hey, did you catch the fo- football game or, or something?" Like yeah, that. yeah. It, it, a lot of a lot of kind of going through seminary is kind of learning how to integrate all parts of your life and orienting yeah. it or towards Christ. So. Um, in a certain way, you know, it requires a certain dying to oneself, but it's not an actual dying to the world. You're not kind of like, right, right. we're not leaving the world in, in the sense that like, you know, a Carthusian monk who takes a vow of silence right. is going to do, you know, we're, we're, we're leaving the world in the sense that, you know, we're doing something that's really countercultural and we're doing something in that, that the world doesn't necessarily see as valuable, but, uh, but, you know, we're called to go out into the world, into the harvest and, uh, and to, and if we're going to go into the world, you know, we have to be able to, uh, you know, understand what's going on in the world and understand, um, you know, what's what's going on. And it's an important part of that is to have brothers who are who are next to you to, like you said, you know, keep each other accountable and be able to, you know, hear each other out, be that have that authentic friendship, but also, you know, just kind of be able to just do normal guy stuff, you know, right. hanging out and, um, you know, just just being good brothers to each other. So. Yeah, yeah no, funny. that's you, a, you, that's you a said huge part of some guy stuff. That uh, another scenario I had no idea that mentioned this to you before was um, you, there was um, it was for the it was at St. Tom's was hosting. I think it was forty. Yeah, hours we were doing like a Eucharistic ex. Uh, um, uh, it was a forty hours Eucharistic forty hours, uh, exposition. Right. Yeah, and it, it, there was a talk I think that you gave her or some other or there was mm-hmm. a bunch of people and there was a dinner with a gosh there were about twenty priests I think there. That sounds about right. In in the cafeteria, the the grammar school cafeteria. Mm -hmm. And you invited us since it was at St. Tom's. So mom and I were there. And I think we dragged along maybe Ricky or Mark or somebody. And it was really, for me, that was an eye-opener. Because I'm sitting there at a table with five other priests. And there's like a bunch of other tables with like ten priests around them. And they're talking about, one guy was talking about making beer. uh, Mm -hmm. Talking about fishing. And there was a very... you know, we had just done the the forty hours side of things too. You know, so I mean, it was both. I got to see both sides, and for me, it was kind of I don't know if it's the right way to say it, but like pulling back the veil because mm-hmm. uh, 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 I got to see. I felt like I was in their private world in a sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was very. Mom and I were very heartened to just see the the fraternity that was mm-hmm. there. And it was very real. I mean, it was guys just having fun with each other. Te- little, I don't know want to say teasing, but I mean, it was like, you know, it was... No, there's a little they, bit of teasing. A little bit right. of teasing. But it, because you guys, you, you all know each other so well, uh-huh. and you're all, you're all, the, fr- the fraternity, I guess fraternity was the word. And that was a really fine opportunity for us to see that fraternity because, and because that's tough to the, to the layman, who sees their interaction with the priest, typically 100% of their interaction with the priest, is in official capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, I don't mean to divide the two, but I think you know what I'm getting at. And as someone who's working with the sacraments or, 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 or something like that, and um, I, I don't know, it's, I don't know. Uh, my point is, is it was great for us to see both both sides. And I'm, it's actually going to kind of throw it to you as a question. Do you find, or maybe you will find as you go through, how do you, you handle that, those, the, that public and the private 
sort of thing. I don't know if I'm phrasing that right as a question. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's certainly a, uh, a, a concern is, well, yeah, especially as I, I think you're right. You know, so many of people's maybe even only interaction with priests is on Sundays and in, yeah. in those official yeah. capacities. So, yeah. um, yeah, in a certain sense, you know, you have to, you're a public figure as a priest. So yes, you have to carry yourself as a public figure, yes. but uh, even though you are a public figure, that doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, friends or you can't have uh, those guys who you um, are with, who know you and understand you and are able to call you out or console you or do what needs to be done as as brothers do. So, um, yeah, there is, you know, there's a certain balancing that has to go into yeah. Uh, you know, effect, you know, you can't have just one, you can't have, you can't overbalance one for the other. You know, if you start doing, you know, all of just private life stuff, you're not ministering to God's people. But mm-hmm. if you're just t- t- totally focused on the public life, which I think, you know, many people might be tempted to, especially priests, you see that a, a lot is, yeah. you know, they kind of forsake the private life for the public life is it, it really does lead to burnout. It leads to, yeah. you know, kind of just like an unhealthy, sort of idea of ministry. So really both of those parts are needed. You really do need good, solid friendships as a priest. And I've seen it, yeah. um, even with just like priests that I know and, and by God's grace through my time in seminary have grown quite close to, uh, which I count actually as one of the greatest blessings of seminary is, is just a, is a increase of networking is not the right word, but it's all the people you're meeting. Is that? Yeah. All the people. Yeah. It's like, I, I count among some of my friends now, uh, priests. And I think that's mm-hmm. just extraordinarily beautiful to, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, every once in a while, you know, you know, priests that I, uh, priest friends, birthdays come up or, you know, yeah. I'm back at home from seminary. We come together, we get lunch, we talk about how everything's going and we hear what, what's going on in the parish. They hear what's going on in seminary and, yeah. um, you know, we encourage each other and, and call each other out and everything. And it, it's, yeah. it's really beautiful to, to be in a, in a friendship with a priest. So, um, and it's also beautiful as well, seeing, you know, like you said, the priest fraternity with each other. I've heard it said that, the greatest fraternity on earth is the yeah. Catholic priesthood. And, you know, you have, you have brothers on all parts of the world, you know, your brothers as a priest with, you know, the, the guy who's the pastor at the parish down the road. And you're also yeah. brothers with the priest who's in the other side of the world in India, yeah, yeah. you know, there's, and, and you all, you all know this, you're, you're all striving after the same Lord. You're striving after Christ and striving after the holiness and sanctity of his people, bringing God to his people and his people to him. Um, so it, it is a really beautiful fraternity and it's been a blessing to be able to journey through seminary and see, like you said, kind of like that flip side that a lot of people don't get to see, which is, um, that the priesthood really is, and it can be lived as just a really beautiful, fulfilling, satisfying, and, you know, life-giving vocation. And, and if you live it well, if you live it right, it's not a vocation of loneliness. It's a vocation of just true vigor and, and life. So, um, no, it's been, a, it's been an absolute blessing to, uh, be able to journey through seminary and see that and, and God willing one day, uh, be a part of that great fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. And though, um, along with the fraternity and the public and private, I was just going to say that's, I think that's something you have to always be thinking you have to be able to look at yourself and and and, and make sure you're not getting sucked into one mm. more. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah it's it, cuz that's the hardest thing to do is to you know, it's to see yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. if you know what i mean and i would imagine that's a 
because I'll tell you, uh, if if God willing, when you're out there, let's say you're out there in in a parish, and you Mm -hmm. get so into the day to day, because I'll be candid, sometimes at work I get so into the work that boom, boom, Mm -hmm. boom, you're not you're not stepping back and you're not thinking about Mm -hmm. you know those bigger issues. How am I treating the people I'm working with? Uh, You know, am I Am I striking the right balance and 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 those sorts of things? And it's it's mm-hmm. only it only happens if you if you're conscious of it and if uh, if you pray if you pray about it too. So, Absolutely, yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely and the, it doesn't just happen in the priesthood. I think what you right. said too is is so true. It happens in all any vocation in life, marriage, single life, yeah. religious life, priesthood. Yeah, uh, there is that temptation just to kind of pour yourself out in the sense that you know you're not really regarding yourself and um, people. We really do need time to step back and yes. reju- and rejuvenate with uh, you know our our brothers or you know in, in the co- in the case of marriage you know continue to you know could pursue your spouse and mm-hmm. um, it's it's that's it's majorly important. Sometimes we you're right we kind of get involved with the little ticky tack stuff and there's yeah. just so much there's always more yeah. things to do and that's a that's a huge temptation with the priesthood is there's always something more that you can do because it's a relational ministry it's not it's not a ministry where you check off boxes right it's right. there's always somebody else you can go to uh, but the Lord in His goodness has uh, deigned to. Um, just allow us time to go and rest a while, to go and, and be with friends, to rejuvenate, to, re, to rejuvenate. And it's, it's something that, you know, as a priest, you have to be very conscious of. So yes. I know a lot of young priests in our diocese, they'll get together, I think I want to say once a month and okay. uh, just share their experiences together. Like, and, and that time is sacred. They will not, they will not schedule Excellent. anything else in that during that Excellent. time. So it's, it's something that's in their calendar and they can count on, you know, every Excellent. month. Um, and I know many priests as well will will have similar, uh, you know, calendar events, maybe weekly or biweekly with friends, you know, priest friends in the diocese as well. Mm-hmm. And just make sure that you're staying connected and you're not right. little islands, which you is a work, huge you temptation. Work, like for, you're saying, you got to work, you got to work. Yeah. Right? If you don't, but it's the it's, same thing with, yeah. it's the same thing with marriage as well. If you're not yep. willing to make that time, if you're not willing to keep that time with your spouse sacred, things easily can fall yep. into that, tr- into that space. Yep. So it's, it's, yes. n- this isn't a problem that's just for the priesthood is what I'm trying to say. So don't, True. if you're thinking, if, if you're on the edge of, the, of thinking about entering seminary and you're thinking, well, if I pursue marriage, I won't be lonely. If I'll, if I'll be a priest, <laughs> I'll be in a, in, a, in a rectory all by myself and it'll be very lonely. That's, that's not a good reason to, to say no to the priesthood. Cause it's, it's, it, it and I, I've seen it. It's a, it is a call to, uh, you know, radical love of the Lord and, in, in the, with, uh, living out celibacy, but it's, it's a wonderfully joyful, uh, vocation yeah. if you live it out well. Yeah. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. It's because that aspect is, it's a positive, not a negative. I think it's, it is it's, a positive. Per, it's portrayed so much because in today's society that, oh man, you're a loser. If you, yeah, you're, you're just giving something up. That's yeah. all that they see, but it, yeah. you gain so much, you gain yeah. so much in the sense of intimacy with Christ. You gain so much as, you know, you really do feel, and I, I've seen it as a seminarian, you really do feel like you're part of everyone's family because yeah. you are in a very special way. Um, that bridge between you know God and 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 man, and, and yeah. in that sense, you belong in in the in, in everyone's family, yeah. and and they love having you, and and as a priest and as a seminarian, you love being with them. So uh, it's something that you can continue to grow at, but it's not. It's certainly not a life of loneliness if it's lived well. Don't let don't don't, don't let solitude be the reason why you're not saying exactly. yes to the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I think that about uh, wraps it for this week, there, Stephen. 
as uh, as we've said in the past, uh, there is no charge for father and dad, but we do ask uh, one form of payment. If you like what you've heard, please tell two friends about it. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next month. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and he